Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining again this week. I'm blessed to have Joe Hughes join me this week. Joe is the owner of Contractor Dynamics. He's one of the most brilliant, and I will say brilliant, I'll use that term loosely, uh, marketing minds out there. Uh, I'm fascinated with the way he runs his business, the way he handles his stuff. And I can say, without doubt, I know a lot of consistent people, and Joe is undoubtedly one of the most consistent people I've ever met. So, Joe, thanks for joining this week, man. And how you been? Man, I've been I've been very consistent. Now, thank you for that. That's <laughs> kind of my joke around. That's kind of my superpower, you know. And you're not, uh, you, you know, you're not naturally gifted at anything, or you know, not the fastest or whatever. You like, hey, man, the, the secret sauce is just to show up and be consistent. So, yeah, doing well. Yeah. Um, Back, I was on vacation last week and back in action this week. It's been a good full week, Friday afternoon. So really good way to kind of wrap up the week here. Awesome. I guess that's a good place to start. You were on vacation for a week. So how's your business fare? Did it crumble to the ground or? So yeah. grateful that it ran great. Um, it was, and so every time as entrepreneurs, you know, maybe, maybe people have done this or maybe you're not at the point where you can do this yet. Cause I, been in business 10 years so we have you know some structure set up and team in place so i'm very grateful to have the opportunity but every vacation that whether it's me or another key leader on our team takes it's always like a fun test it's like all right well like what you know what systems do we need to get in place what logins do people need you know what's going to break while i'm gone so it's i always treat it as kind of a little bit of a stress test to see how the business is going and um yeah i mean I, i'm happy to report I told my team, I was like, I, I could have left my phone at home for the week, which I don't have the guts to do, but I could have done that and like everything would have run fine. Um, we're down at the beach at the Outer Banks, North Carolina, just chilling. And uh, I opted to be in on um, about four of our our, our team calls. Uh, so I took the Zoom calls from the beach, literally sitting on the beach in the chair. And just I just wanted to keep momentum going, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want them to be like, hey, like, okay, Three of us on the leadership team made this decision. Let's wait till Joe gets back next week to finalize it. Um, I just, you know, I wanted to be able to keep momentum going for the team. And quite frankly, like, I love it. So um, I didn't have to. And I hope that I wasn't, you know, uh, meddling and, and micromanaging anyone, which I don't think I was. But yeah, so I did about five hours of calls and uh, in the week and, and that was it. So, yeah, man, it's, it's good. It's yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you get there. We're not we haven't been in business quite as long as you. We're going on five years now. But me and Mesa were able on our last vacation, we actually didn't have cell service at all for about a three day period. And so I just knew we were going to come back and everything be in shambles. The empire has collapsed. There's not a there's not a chance everything stayed going smoothly. And we get home and not only was everything still there and running, actually they are I realized on that trip that my team is way better at making decisions 
when I'm not in the room, when I'm not on the call. It was sort of hard for me as a leader to accept, uh -huh. but uh, I found out, man, you give uh, the right people the authority to make decisions and you'll be amazed at, at how good they actually are at it. They don't necessarily need your input all the time. It was a hard lesson for me to learn, yeah. but one I'm glad I learned and accepted. Yeah. I mean, it can be an identity crisis for an owner and like, like, where do I fit in? What is my value to the company now? Like, what's my role? Uh, I actually had a meeting with one of our clients earlier today. He owns a roofing company and he was actually in a hospital for a couple of weeks, had some weird things going on um and like didn't do anything in his business he's a 100 owner of his business and ran smoothly and he and he was like man like what is like what is my value what is my role right so you mm -hmm. kind of have to like figure out what that is um which yeah. is a you know a good challenge to have i would say so man tell us a little bit about contractor dynamics what exactly do you guys do we are a marketing training company so we train uh, our niche, our market is the roofing industry. So we train roofing companies on how to do their own marketing. So how to you know build out a marketing machine inside their businesses so they can create their own content. They can run their own marketing, run their own ads, generate their own appointments and sales, do their own recruiting, and really just build out that brand and, and uh, be that top of mind company in their local market. So we train companies on how to do that in-house. We teach them how to fish instead of giving them the fish. And uh, yeah, that's that's our model. Uh, been in business a little over 10 years now. I grew up in my, my family's commercial construction and real estate business here in New Jersey and New York City for about 15 years before starting Contractor Dynamics. So contracting is in my blood. It's you know my first job. It's what I grew up doing. And um, so can't get away from it. So yeah, that's... That's what we are. That's what we are now. Marketing training company. Uh, we've got an awesome team of twelve people, and uh, we work with companies all over North America. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you've been in business a little over ten years. Was this your first uh, sort of go at entrepreneurship, or did you? I mean, you, I, you said you come from construction. Were those family-owned businesses, or you've been around entrepreneurs, or how how did it develop for you in the beginning? Yeah. So my, I grew up in my family's business. That business, Hughes Marine Firm, started in 1894. So they okay. are 100, 130 years old, um, going strong. I was a sixth generation family member. So I had zero to do with like starting that business up. I, I stepped into a very well-oiled machine, which it still continues to be. Um, and I, yeah, it was around, man, it was around 10, eh, 12, 13, 14 years ago. I started reading books. This is before social media. So I guess I'm dating myself now, but yeah. um, all, all these kids are like before social media, like, what are you, a freaking dinosaur? <laughs> um, but, you know, blogs were a big thing. I got obsessed with like books and blogs and just mm -hmm. learning about like, you know, you can build a business, you can build a location independent business, which means like, you don't have to commute to an office. Like you can be anywhere. You can work with anyone. You can work with people overseas. Like all that stuff is just like fascinating to me. Um, mm -hmm. So like Tim Ferriss, um, guys like that, I was reading back in the day and, and I left the family biz. I, I left on good terms, like did not get in a fight with anyone. It was a really hard decision, but I just had that, that entrepreneurial bone in my body, which I think the listeners will, you know, be able to relate to. And I was like, Hey man, I got, you know, I got one life to live and I want to try to go out there on my own and see what I can create. And, uh, and that was it. So yeah, this was the first business and, uh, um, yeah, ups and downs for sure. 
Um, but we made it to 10 years. So God willing, we continue to, you know, continue to, to, to make it. Um, but I think that's a hap- I think there's a healthy, you know, maybe it's a sense of like paranoia, just like mm-hmm. it keeps you on, you know, it keeps you on your toes, you know, it's just like, I don't want to sit here and be cocky because we've been in business 10 years. Like, I think every, every small business is like a couple key decisions away from like, you know, real, you know, jeopardy. So, um, that keeps me on my toes for sure. Yeah. Well, man, you being a, uh, a fellow client of win rate, and I've I've talked about Mike Claudio on here a few times and Mike, one of the things he likes to say that I, I resonate with so deeply is be humble enough to know well he said you have to be humble enough to know you could lose it all today but confident confident enough to know you could get it all back tomorrow and that's been that's one of the ones that really sticks with me and resonates with me and uh and and on the last episode i was talking to trevor young just so everybody listening i'll tell you how these things go i record two or three of these in a day so we recorded this about an hour and a half ago is why it's fresh on my mind but Trevor, Trevor made a comment very similar to that earlier about we, we were talking about if you don't, it's very easy to lose touch with the things that got you sort of where you are, if that makes sense. And uh, very, very hard to overcome at times. But Joe, what made you decide marketing going this route? And uh, and I may be sort of a little off base, but it seems like you were in a, a, a family business, well, old machine running well. Did you just notice sort of a hole in the market, a problem. Most people don't know how to do their own market and that kind of stuff and say, Hey, if I can figure this out and teach people this, there's a, there's an opportunity from here to, to create a space where I can kind of do my own thing. Yeah. I mean, you just answered the question for me. Uh, okay. pretty much. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, uh, I went to college of a business degree, you know, for what it's worth, you don't really learn anything until you go out into the, the real world as I think most people know. Um, but yeah, in the family biz, you know, I got to learn a lot about, you know, different aspects of business, everything, everything. It was awesome. Great education. So grateful for it. And yeah, marketing was just I was like, man, like contractors like are horrible at marketing. I mean, we're in 2023. It's still the case. So it's kind of job security in a way for us. But um, yeah, it's like, man, you can you can like go into a contracting company and like, you know, you can do a, a, a few little things that can have a massive like a massive difference in terms of helping them stand out, you know, generate new business, whatever that might be. So like, I love that, like little hinges, swing big doors. It's right. Mm-hmm. Like you can just do a couple little things that make a massive difference. And just in an industry that's like a few years behind the times when it comes to like innovation and technology and software and things like that, marketing, um, that's attractive, right. To be able to have that kind of impact. So yeah, that was it. You know, growing up in contracting, seeing that and being like, all right, well, marketing very interesting social media blogging like websites the whole deal like that's the new way so that's like let's combine those two things and start this company so yeah that was exactly it how was it going out on your own leaving that family business and and sort of doing your own thing because i'm because what i think a lot of people who hear that would think is you still had the support of the end entire family business and because it's family they probably still gave you a ton of money to go do this and i doubt that's how it actually went so tell me a little bit how was that transitioning into going into business for yourself yeah it it was it was wild man um didn't go as planned does it ever go as planned you know i have Mm my i used to come so like paint the picture of this 100 you know 30 year old business right like i wasn't making baller money but good money 
um, full health benefits, company car, phone, like, mm -hmm. you know, job security, as much as you can have job security, like very secure. Um, and so like I threw all that out and yeah, like they, I didn't get any, not that I asked for it or anything like that. Yeah, like yeah. there's no, there's no seed money or no like severance or anything like that. So there's no, I was bootstrapped. Thankfully at the time, this is 2012. My, uh, my wife had a, had a full-time, great full-time job in the financial industry. And, you know, that was, that helped us for sure because my business plan didn't go as planned. Um, so that was, that was great. We were able to, you know, lean on, on that income, um, until I kind of got my feet under me and, and grew from there. Um, so it was interesting. She heard the company that she worked for the financial company, they went out of business in 2017. So this is like five years into my journey. And, you know, like, like I said, like nothing's ever like guaranteed. Right. So we had this conversation like, Hey, um, do we think that contractor dynamics is strong enough to support our family? If my wife, Alyssa doesn't go out, doesn't go out and get another job if she stays at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was like, of course I was like, yeah, let's go like climb on my back. We got this right. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, man, I hope so. Like I figure it out, you know, yeah. like that's just kind of, so again, like gratefully that was, you know, six years ago and and we've been able to, to do that, um, very well, I think. And my wife, um, you know, takes care of the home and the kids and they're 11 and eight. So they're very busy and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that period when I started, so like, I would not recommend this. So within a three month period, I, let's see, we had three, ma four major life events. Uh, we had our first child. We moved homes because we were in a condo. We moved to a house because we needed more space for our kid. Uh, so had a kid, moved houses, quit my job, started the business all within three months. And I would not recommend that, but I guess I'm stronger for it in some way. So Hey, it's, uh, it's funny. I'm going to piggyback on that because our story is kind of similar. We did the same thing. Macy got pregnant. She thought that our house was too small. We needed a bigger house, which we didn't. We decided to sell the house we were in. Her parents told us that we were living paycheck to paycheck. I, I was a police officer, made $20 an hour. She was making $18 an hour at the sheriff's office here as a dispatcher. We both worked shift work, and her parents were like, hey, y'all got a decent little amount of credit card debt. Why don't you just live with us for a few months and pay some of this debt off and figure out what you're going to do with yourselves? So we're like, okay we had the opportunity to go into business for ourselves while we were living at her, at her parents' house. And, uh, it was, this, it was just insane, but she got pregnant, decided we needed a bigger house. Then we decided to start a business while living with her parents. And because she was pregnant and had these hormones raging inside her, whenever we had our first week, our first week in business, we happened to have a good week. I did 18,000 in revenue my first week in business. I didn't replicate that for many months, but that first week was pretty big. <laughs> And so she quit her job that Friday. She she went in oh. and she was like, we're going to be fine. So when you say I wouldn't recommend that, I can, I'm going to piggyback on that and say, we did a lot of things early on that I wouldn't recommend to anybody else either. But also I think in those moments is when you start to realize you have to pivot and figure things out and start to solve problems, that's when you're starting to become an entrepreneur. Cause that's what it's really all about in my opinion. Yeah, I, that's grit right there. You just like you learn to figure it out, just get it done no matter what it is. And that's that's so valuable for life and business for sure. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in it, it's a little unique, you being in in the marketing space and what you do. 
um, maybe you'll answer the questions a little different than what some of the other guests have. But like people out there early on who are listening, who are wanting to start a business, thinking about building a business, potentially thinking about leaving that job and betting it all on themselves. What's some advice that you have for people sort of in that mindset? The biggest thing that and I like the biggest thing for me was the first, I think, three years, three and a half years of my business for some crazy reason. So like we had a marketing agency that worked with contractors, right? Like for some crazy reason, I thought that it was a unique business model and like, there's no blueprint. Like I have to go figure it out on my own. And part of that was just me being, you know, ignorant. And then part of that was my, my blue collar work ethic, like growing up, working hard in school, working hard in sports, working hard, like out in the field when I work construction with my family's biz just like, all right, if something needs to get done, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to get, I'm going to get it done. Um, and that was my mentality. So for the first three years, I tried that and it, it really, like I struggled. It held me back. Like I didn't do very well. I didn't make much progress. And then I joined my first, like it was before like Facebook groups were like a thing. This is a forum. I joined this forum called the dynamite circle, uh, with other entrepreneurs, like all over the world, mostly in the U S and I just got, you know, talking to people, getting to know people. And I ended up in a, a group business coaching uh, program. So this guy, Tim, ran like a small group. Uh, there was like four of us in the group. And we would meet every two weeks on, it might have been Skype back then. Um, again, dating myself here. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, like there are other people that like are doing these similar things. And, and Tim in particular uh, is 10 years older than me. Um, he had, he had built up a marketing agency had sold it. Like he'd been there and done that. So I was like, wow, I can like tap into some of his experience and all this stuff. Like, this is amazing. So that was, um, that was an eye opener for me. That was 2015. And here we are eight years later. Like I, as you mentioned, like I still, I still have business coaches and mentors and, and people like in my inner circle, because man, like life is too short to make all those decisions that we need, need to make or make all those mistakes that we need to make on our own. Um, so that's the biggest thing, like for any young entrepreneur, you don't have to pay for a coach, but just like find some group or forum. If it's local, if it's online, whatever, go seek out some successful entrepreneurs that you know, or may know of, or maybe your parents know, or whatever it is. Um, and just like, you know, just learn, just learn from them. And, uh, and if you, as an as a younger, like newer entrepreneur, you might think that you have nothing to bring to that person that has that 10 years of experience. But I can tell you, because I try to mentor people, you know, outside of our business, like if I, you know, if I recommend you to do something like, hey, man, you should do this and you do it and you come back, you're like, hey, I did this thing. It worked. Awesome. What what should I do? That's like, that's like juice for me. That's energy for mm -hmm. me. Like I want to like pour into you, you know? Um, so like, yeah, if you're, if you're thinking you have nothing to offer, just do the work and just report back. And like, that's a win for that person that's looking to like, you know, pay it forward. So um, yeah, don't try to do it on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And not, in my opinion, not just hiring a coach. Um, like you said, you just get around people who are like-minded and what you'll find good entrepreneurs, in my opinion, are amazing problem solvers. That's how you get to be good. So just surrounding yourself with other problem solvers. And this is what happens like for right now, if me and you got into the depths of our businesses, our personal businesses, there's going to be something that I'm dealing with that I can't figure out how to work it out. And you're going to, if you hear it instantly, you'd be like, well, why don't you just do this? And it's easy yeah. for you because you're not emotionally invested. So every, 
we get we we get caught up in our emotions of the situation. You may have somebody that needs to be let go, but you care about this person. You care about their family. And if you have all these outside influences that are affecting you. And then you can talk to somebody who's not emotionally invested in your day-to-day business and th- with immense clarity, instantly, well, you need to fire that guy. You know what I mean? So just having yeah. the right people around you is big, big, big too. Um, because, and then when you think you don't have anything to offer, you very well have a lot to offer because you're not blinded by all the things that that entrepreneur who's confiding in you is blinded by. Those are, those are really important things to understand. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a newer person, you might have, you might have questions that might be dumb, but you know, you can ask five, five or six dumb questions. That seventh one is going to be like, you know, it might take you a few dumb questions to get to that, that good one. Yeah. And then I do a little business coaching myself and every now and then somebody says, Hey, this is a dumb question. And when they ask it, the first thing I do is write it down because I don't know the answer. And I know there's going to come a point in my life where I need to know the answer to this question for my own (laughs) business. I never even thought about this before. You know what I mean? So my whole thing going into these relationships also, whether it's a coach or just another entrepreneur that you're friends with is there are no dumb questions. There are no I mean, and I know you were you were being sort of funny when you said that, but yeah, yeah, like anybody listening, there are no dumb questions. And if you don't ask and and that's I think early on, the most important thing you can do is admit that you don't know what you're doing and you don't have it figured all out and be open to asking for help. Second, most important thing you can do, in my opinion, is then be willing to receive the information, the feedback that comes back to you openly and listen and then third is be willing to implement it and try it because if you're not listening if you're not willing to listen to what people say there's no point in going and asking them for help and if you are willing to listen but you're not willing to do change and and at least give it a shot to see if their way could potentially be better than your way then you're never going to know anyway because in business there's never really one right answer that's what i have come to figure out you you have to collect as much data as possible on a daily basis and figure out how to course correct and how to navigate the ever changing waters of whatever business it is that you're in. So um, your story is, uh, and and, and I apologize. I probably hijacked most of this thing. I have a tendency to over talk people, man. I apologize for that, but it's about your story. I want to know about your story. So I want to know, as you guys began to grow, I know me and you have talked before. And when we first met, you were sort of revamping your 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 offer, what you had, what you were bringing to the table and that kind of stuff. And do you feel like early on you were given a way more value away than what you probably should have been charging for? And, 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 and if so, was that because you felt like you didn't deserve it or? Yeah. Hundred percent, man. So I'll paint this picture. So that guy Tim, who had that coaching group that I was a member of, that was 2015. Worked uh, in his group for a few years. 2018, he was like, "Hey, man, you got a cool business going on. Um, you're you're a great leader. Uh, I like to be a part of it." So long story short, I sold him 15 percent of my business. So he lives in Phoenix. He comes out to Jersey where we are into the office. And there was this like this conference room with that uh, it's whiteboard like paint read the whole the whole wall is just a whiteboard. And so we had all these services at the time we were a marketing agency. So we were building websites, we were doing SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, blogging, logo design, all this stuff, right? Because at the beginning, it's like, well, what do you need? Ken? All right, I'll figure it out. Like I'll you know, I'll figure it out and I'll charge you this, right? So we had all these different services. 
I'll never get this. Like Tim, like we, he put everything on the wall. Hey, what do you charge for this? What's it cost? And there were services there that, that we like, we were paying our customers. Like we were not making money. We were losing money. Like mm-hmm. every single time we did it, I just didn't know. Right. Um, Cause like when you're young, you're just like, I don't know what to charge. I'm just going to charge as much as I think I can. So he says, yes. And then we'll figure it out. And like, you don't even know about taxes and overhead and profit. Forget about that. Right. So yeah, it comes down to like, not, not knowing your value and also like not knowing the value that you're bringing to your, your client. So Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that I love the construction industry and and working with roofing companies is like, Hey, you know, even if someone's going to pay us 10 grand for something like, if we're doing that thing well and they're executing on their end, like that thing can make them a hundred grand or 500 or whatever, like knowing the value that you're bringing to your, to your client is, is huge. So, um, you know, with you guys, like you're a roofer, like, Hey, being able to identify where that roof leak is, it might only take you a half an hour, but like the value to that homeowner is, is so great. So you're, cause you're solving a big problem. So for sure, yeah, partly, partly it's ignorance, so again, get around people in your industry that like you can ask them what they charge. Um, and then number two is that that belief. Like, yes, I am providing a lot of value. Um, I am, you know, alleviating some pain, solving a problem, whatever it is. So for sure, we we've been through that. So what was when you when you decided to leave the family business, go into contractor dynamics, you're on your own. What do you think was the first big sort of mindset shift that took place that really really catapulted you to the path you're on now? Um, Certainly the coaching thing or just like getting around other people so you don't have to figure out everything out on your own. And then another thing that, that we, I mean, that we still do is, is really just like market intelligence. Um, When I started, I remember being in uh, our previous home in the basement office and like cold calling contractors and like, I get you on the phone, like, Hey, Kenny, what's up? My name is Joe. Like I live in Manasquan. I'm starting this business to help contractors with their marketing and their businesses. Um, you know, what are some, pro- what are some, when it comes to marketing, like, yeah, I have nothing to sell you by the way, when it comes to marketing, like what questions do you have, what challenges do you have, you know, that sort of thing, just having conversations. I just did that like 10, 20 times, whatever, get some market research. And then like, really just like have conversations with people. Um, so I st- that's how I, you know, that's how I started and we still do that today, right? We go to trade shows, we go to conferences, we're, you know, asking people like hosting webinars and like really under like face to face is really where it's at, like understanding like what people's pain points are and, and how you can help them. Um, that is huge. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of people these days, you know, we're on zoom here, which is great. You're in Alabama, mm-hmm. I'm in New Jersey. This is a great way to make this conversation happen. Um, but I think a lot of people hide behind the the computer screen, the Zoom, and the phone. Um, but just getting out there in your market and getting that market intelligence is is invaluable. So um, it that is a hundred percent. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. We've been blessed to win roofing contract of the year the past two years in our market, and every bit of that comes from me being in network meetings and at chamber events and surrounding myself with other business owners and constantly referring them and pushing their businesses. And it comes back around the networking without a doubt is, is what helped us win those awards. Hands down, hands down. You yeah. can't, but so when you're 
So anybody looking to hire you guys to help with figuring things out, what 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 sort of things do you help them understand? Do you, do you actually help them with figuring out how to run their own social media ads, Google, it's SEO, what all goes into it? Or do you have different packages? Uh, we pretty much have one. We have one offer, one package. It's our platinum marketing training program. It's a year long program. And so like, let me just think, I'd like to illustrate this in terms of a, in terms of a, like a, a, you know, a client that we work with. So the most recent client that we started working with is roofing company in Texas. Shocker. There's a million Mm -hmm. roofing companies in Texas. Um, But so basically these guys were like, you know, Hey, been in business for five years, done really well, you know, networking, word of mouth, knocking doors. And the owner is like, man, like I've never, like we don't have any sort of brand. We don't stand out. We're not like, no one knows beyond us, like our network, like we found it like difficult to like attract more customers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have that conversation with them and it's not like, you know, we're not, we're not selling them leads or we're not like, Hey, here's this magic funnel. You can just turn this on and leads will start pouring in. Um, Dude, that worked back in 2016, 2017, but like fast forward to today, there's like so much noise out there, right? So, yep. so with a company like this, um, it's a it's a year long thing. Like they're at this level right now with their revenue and number of people they have, number of projects they're doing, and they want to build their brand. They want to get to this level. So we help them build out like what we call a macro marketing plan. So based on your revenue, you know what your budget should be, how you should allocate your budget. You know whether that's offline, online, SEO, Google, social media, and then. Um, on the on a micro, like on a on a weekly basis, what we're helping them do is executing that game plan, and really on the on the marketing end specifically is a lot of the content. So video content, social media content, running on social media ads, as well as like helping them build out like a lead handling follow up and nurture system in their CRM with some automation and things like that. Really helping them build a marketing machine inside their company. So. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, that's yep. a, a year-long process. And and now we're getting to the point where we're working with clients for two or three years because like we're we have a team here of experts and they can just tap into us whenever they want. So ideally we want to make ourselves so sticky with a client that they, you know, they they never want to leave us, you know. So I hear you talking about your team of experts. I don't I'm I'm spitballing here, but you probably didn't start with that team of experts. So how was it early on figuring out how to do all this? And at what at what moment did you realize you needed somebody else? And was it hard to start giving up some of that to grow your team? Yeah, it's it's um again, you know, some I think some owners will have an ego about giving things up. Uh, I, I don't like I am someone who doesn't I don't need the credit like I don't you know, have an ego. I try not to anyway. Mm-hmm. I think everyone does to a certain extent, but, um, but yeah, it's just the structure of it. Like how to do that again, charging enough to your customers. So you can actually make money to hire other people. That's, that's huge. Um, and uh, yeah, there's this, you know, the fallacy that like, man, like I'm the best one to do this or only I can do this. Or the big one is like, all oh, my customers, they want to deal with me because I'm the owner. Right. At the end of the day, like customers, clients, they don't care who they deal with. They just want to be taken care of. And, you know, for me, it was like we get to a certain point where I can no longer like take care of our clients the way that I want to, according to our core values. And someone else will be able to 
follow up with them and get back to them and serve them better. Um, so yeah, it comes down. That was a core value thing for us. Like we always want to have the ball in our client's court in terms of like, you know, Kenny, if you're a client, I never want you emailing us on a Friday and be like, Hey, where are we at with that thing you told us you're going to do? Like, if that's the case, then we've dropped the ball. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was the point for me where I'm like, I can no longer do that. I don't have the bandwidth to do that. We need to find more people to do that. Um, and then some of it, quite honestly, is like, you do a certain thing in your business for so long that you just get sick of doing it. And, and, you know, part of entrepreneurship is like, yeah, we do things that we necessarily don't want to do, but like when you're doing something every week and you're like, man, I just, I don't have the energy for this anymore. Someone else might have the energy for that thing. And that's been a huge eye opener because I always thought like, well, if I don't want to do this thing, like I would feel bad hiring Elizabeth to do this. Cause why would like, why would I want to stick her on something that, that I don't like to do? Well, she loves that thing and it's great right. and she's great. Right. So like, that's like a huge eye opener. Like this week we just turned over, um, like, uh, last week we turned, like I got rid of payroll off of my, off of my plate this week. We got rid of, uh, off of my plate accounts payable, like paying bills. Um, and then also like when clients, like, you know, clients credit cards are declined or whatever, like, you know, emailing them to be like, Hey, you need mm -hmm. to update your card and all that stuff. Like I hate that stuff. Um, she loves it. She's all about it. She's doing it. So like, amazing. I was like, you like doing this? She's like, yeah, I, I just love the the satisfaction and everything's all tidy. I'm like, thank you. Like, it's Man, amazing. I'm glad yeah, you told the story the way you did. And I, the reason yeah, I say it helped me back. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I say I'm glad you told it the way you did <laughs> is me and my production manager, Steve, were headed home from an event last year, about this time last year. And I was trying to find and hire the right person to put over operations. And I had a sales rep at the time. His name's Aaron. And as we're riding, Steve looks at me and says, have you ever thought about just promoting Aaron to that? And I was like, Aaron, don't have any desire to do that. He's in sales. He's good at sales. And he's like, you know, he went to college for that. He used to run logistics for Ace Hardware at a corporate level. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah. And so I went to Aaron and asked Aaron. And, and once I had a conversation with him about what he actually wanted, he had been here for two years and I had never had a conversation with him about what he wanted or what he was interested in or what his goals were. And he was like, oh yeah, I love that. He's like, I've always been that guy. And like the next day he was organizing our warehouse inventory and everything and took over all of operations. And it was the, it was the most, it was the best decision I've ever made since I've been an entrepreneur to put him in that, this, that, that position and that fast forward a year. And he's taken a multitude of things off of my plate. And he's also taken a lot off of Macy's plate in the office. And he likes to have more control. He's like all the way down to estimating and stuff. Now all that goes through him. Cause he's got a very analytical number sort of driven mind. And he just loves it. He loves to make sure we're profitable. We're hitting these margins. And th those sort of things were like death to me. I didn't want to sit down. I didn't care about it. I cared because it, we had to be profitable to stay open. But it it was like right. pulling teeth. It's not something that I'm interested in. And when I found that out about him and he slow, slowly worked into the position he's in now, it's like, I think it's a good lesson for anybody. Listen, you probably very well have somebody on staff right now that could help you in a much bigger way and get to know your people who work for you, get to understand what their goals are, what their dreams are, what, how they tick, what makes them, you know, what, what pushes them, where their drive comes from. And, and you restructure a few little things every now and then, and it can make all the difference in the world.
Yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's great. That's great that you had that that epiphany or that you're made aware of that. Yeah. We just had a conversation yesterday with uh so John Cater is our video guy. Um he, he's responsible for a lot of the video content that you see when we go to events and things like that. Um well he's he's a he's a freelancer, so he has, you know, he has other things going on and and whatnot. Um, but we had a we had an hour-long call with him yesterday, meeting with him yesterday. Um, basically like, Hey John, like, like, what do you want for your, he's 30, 31 years old. It's like, what do you want for your, your career and your life? And, you know, can we do some more stuff together? Like, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you, what, what opportunities do you see for contractor dynamics that I'm always too busy to like entertain? And so just getting on that same page with someone is it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. And then I, and, and talking about, uh, my business coach, we shared, we went through personality testing and all that type stuff. So now anytime I do go to hire, I use sites like wise hire and stuff like that, because you can actually, people take personality tests. You start to understand people with certain personalities do better in the office. Some people do better in sales. You have some people that you try to put in sales and want them to do a great job, but they're introverts. They have the desire to go speak to anybody and that's the wrong person yep. for that position. So when I started understanding that different people, view things different ways, react different ways. It, it's it's a game changer in sort of how you structure your business and putting people in the right places. And uh, it was kind of hard for us to figure that out early on. Ego was in the way, like we talked about a little earlier. Yeah. Okay. So if you noticed, it, it may sound a little different. Uh, we have some bad weather outside. I just lost the internet connection for about 20 minutes, but we're back. We're going to resume the, the recording. And I just want to talk about it so that we remain transparent through all this is why I like the sort of the style it is. It's not scripted, but also um, just so people know what happened. So since we are cut short on time, Joe, I'm just going to open the floor to you for probably the last 10 minutes here. And two things that I'd like, if you get the chance to fit it in, um, what's a little bit of advice you would give people starting out and how they could be successful that, that sort of the I don't want to say the shortest route because there is no way to guarantee that, but what some things do you think could help shortcut that learning curve for them? And then also, um, do you have any marketing tips that you'd like to share being the, the business that you're in? Yeah, sure. So yeah, as far as, as far as like tips for anyone just starting out, this would go for, for anyone really. So if you think about it, when, when we get into business, we get into business because, we have a particular set of skills. We have some knowledge in an area and we start doing a thing. So, you know, maybe it's, it's that you're, you're great at roof sales. So you start a roofing company. Or for me, I thought I was decent at marketing. So I started a marketing company. Well, that's great. Like, that's a great way to start. But then we got to remember, like, if you want to build a business, you've got to develop your business skill set. And there's a whole bunch of different skill sets that we need to develop as individuals, as a company. Number one is leadership, leading yourself, leading others. Everything rises and falls on leadership. John C. Maxwell, that's like one of my favorite quotes ever. I have not seen it be disproven yet. Uh, everything rises and falls on leadership. So they take ownership. But then the other skills of you know marketing, of sales, of managing people, of running a meeting, of managing your calendar, uh, understanding the basic financials of your business, understanding, uh, you know, how to make a plan and a budget and things like that. Like those are all skill sets that I did not have and that I've developed over the years. And 
the strongest businesses, the strongest clients that we work with are not just the ones that are great at sales, right? They're the ones that that focus on building these skill sets in different areas. And the good news is as an owner, you don't have to have all the skill sets, but like as a company, eventually you need to you need to build those skill sets within your company, right? So Kenny and I are talking about there's things that maybe we don't like to do or we're not good at. Well, we can find others that that really like those things and are really good at those things. But the business needs to have those skills in order to be a successful business. And that's something that we work on every week here at Contractor Dynamics. We follow the EOS system, entrepreneurial operating system for running our business. And, uh, you know, this week, for example, we did not bring on a lot of revenue, like a, a lot of new revenue for our business. And in the past, I would have gotten really stressed out about that. Uh, and it would have maybe ruined my weekend even. But now I'm like, man, I had my same page meeting with Elizabeth, who's our right hand, my right hand here just before this. And we're like, man, we like we've grown so much this week underground. Like we built our, you know, we built these systems. We've worked on you know, getting things off of my plate. We're doing like really good marketing, like working on some processes. Um, so that that's all growth right there. And like it's a winning week, even if we didn't, have, you know, bring on a ton of new clients this week because we're going to be ready to bring on a bunch of new clients in two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is. Now, of course, like you can't always grow underground. Like you have to like bring on sales uh, as well. Like you can't just like always be tinkering. Right. Um, but like building out those skill sets and like building those every week and working with your people every week, like that's the stuff, that's the boring stuff that not many people talk about because, you know, on social media, it's sales and marketing and, you know, fancy cars or whatever it is. But like, the boring stuff is what successful businesses are built on. So that's been my experience anyway. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me. It's typically the boring stuff that gets skipped. And those are typically foundational items. So for sure, yep. it makes, makes a ton of sense. What about a few marketing tips? You have some stuff you'd like to share for anybody out there who? Yeah, I mean, presumably it's, uh... knows nothing knows nothing awesome that's a great place to start uh so that that actually is a segue into my my answer which is going to be educate yourself on how marketing works okay so just like any other aspect of your business you don't have to know it all so the example i give is hey i'm a business owner say for example i don't understand like the financials of a business like profit and loss revenue gross profit net profit Say, I do not understand any of that. And I just want to hire, you know, James to like run my books and prepare my taxes and do all the things, right? There's a, there's a good chance that I'm not going to get good results from James because I have no idea what he's doing. We're not going to be able to even have a conversation because I don't speak that language. And in the worst case, like I might get taken advantage of because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that happens with finances a lot, but that also happens with marketing every day business owner, you know, roofing company owner, we work in the roofing industry. Hey, I don't understand marketing. I just want to hire this marketing agency to like do all the things that they do and make my phone ring. Well, that doesn't work. Like educate yourself, you know, spend 20 to 40 hours, not this week, but like over the next couple months to educate yourself on how marketing works. And so that you can, if you want, go out and hire an agency or hire someone internally and you can speak the language, you can work with them effectively, you can sit in on meetings, like you don't need to be pulling all the, all the, you know, the levers and turning the dials and all that yourself, but you need to know enough to be able to be dangerous, to be able to hire someone, to be able to lead them, manage them and hold them accountable, or else you're never going to get the results you want for your marketing. So educate yourself for sure. And then 
and that never stops, right? Like I spent yep, two hours true. this week. I spent two hours this week watching uh, YouTube videos on marketing because I, I need to stay sharp. It's one of our core values, continually learning and improving. So that like never stops, especially with marketing because it's freaking always, always evolving and changing. Um, and then the, the other thing more tactical maybe is every day, and this is not going to be, you know, super like, you know, like actionable uh, as far as like what channels to be on, because it depends on your business where you're at. But every single day, wake up and think about how you can get more people in your market to know about you than knew about you yesterday. So how is that? How is that going to happen? Right. It could be your truck wraps, yard signs. It could be social media. That's the easiest way because the average American adult spends over four hours a day on their smartphone, mm -hmm. including over two hours a day on social media. So like you want to get more people to know about you, put your content out there on social media, ideally on video, but every day wake up and your goal is to be more popular today than you were yesterday. And if you continue to do that, you build yourself up as a top of mind company in your local market or your industry. Um, and, and that, that that's marketing, like that's your reputation because you want to be that company that people think of when they need your services, right? I need a roof. Oh, I'm thinking of Kenny and Macy. Definitely. I don't even know. Maybe I don't even know their company name but I'm going to think of them because I know that they do that and they can take care of me. So that's the goal of marketing is just to be that top of mind company. For sure. I'll tell you what we started doing about a year ago is putting our picture, like the actual one of our engagement pictures. Macy was on my back at the beach and she, she's, she was very happy. She hadn't married me yet. So she hadn't got all sad about being my <laughs> grumpy old guy for so, as long as she has. not I'm just <laughs> Where she's still very happy, but in this picture, it's just a, it's a really good picture on the beach. So we put it on a little page in a, in a full page ad we run in the local magazine. And I started when I would come to the house, they're like, man, you look just like your picture. Oh, we thought your pretty wife may be coming with you today. And that's when I started realizing when people recognize you coming in. It's so yeah. much easier to sell to them. They feel like they know you already all the way to yeah. the point to where I had a lady actually ask me a question about her daughter being arrested. And he was in a van. She she was in a van with a with a with a guy in, a, in another city. I won't talk too much about people's personal business, but I was like, well, I actually have a little bit of experience with this. I used to be a cop and I said and I started explaining to her. She was she was very frustrated with police officers. And when I started explaining, like they have very limited knowledge or understanding of what's going on, she was like, oh, I know. That's why I'm asking you. I will listen to your podcast. So I'm walking up to potentially sell a job and she's asking me advice about her daughter because she listens to my podcast. And I thought I never in a million years would have thought my client would be somebody who would be listening to this but she felt like she already knew me and it was a very, very easy to build that rapport and then help her out. You know, I don't, I don't look at it as selling something to someone I'm there to help. And if you already yeah. have that relationship, it makes it a lot easier for them to understand that that's why you're there. It was a, uh, so I, I just wanted to piggyback off of what you said and it's, it's, it's wild how that works. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And at the, at that point, you're just taking the order, right? It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, you're not, you're not sitting there and, and, and trying to be like, Hey, Mrs. Jones, we're, we're really honest. We're really, we have integrity. You can trust us. Like, no, she already knows that. Right. That's Before right. You even get the door. So that is a game changer. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, Joe, man, thank you so much for coming on, sharing all your infinite wisdom and knowledge with us today. If you don't mind real quick, uh, reiterate to everyone how they can, find you I always put it in the description below the video but for the people who just like to listen and don't read the the, the notes underneath how can people find you man 
Sure. Yeah. Well, business is contractordynamics.com. That's what we do. That's going to be only for a very small percentage of this, this audience, I'm sure, because we work with roofing companies only. Uh, but as far as social media content, putting out stuff uh, every day, uh, Joseph Hughes on Facebook at Hey Joseph Hughes on Instagram. Uh, we've got a podcast ourselves called Nailed It, The Business of Construction. I've got a YouTube channel, Contractor Dynamics. So whatever, uh, however you like to uh, consume your content, um, we are, we're out there. So and I, practice. And I, yeah. For, I won't tell anybody, listen, I didn't mean to cut you off right there at the end. I know we're short on time, but I want to make sure everybody knows that's listening right now. It's worth going and following. I don't care if you own a roofing company or a nail salon, the, the level of consistency that Joe brings to the table, you start to understand why he's had the success he's had. And it's very inspirational. So I don't care what you do in life. You don't want to go looking, uh, finding, following, pay attention to what he's doing because he's doing a lot of things the right way. I appreciate that, Kenny, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to chop it up here. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respect the field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.